Welcome to the third Welcome to the third Sunday Smackdown, time to talk shit about our favorite Smithsonian smithing spinsters. Don't say shit on the Lord's Day. <laughs> Did we start a new podcast I'm not aware of? Yeah. <laughs> Something about, about the Smithsonian spinsters, smithing spinsters. Oh, I'm not aware of this. It's a really niche subject, but I think our uh, our fans will learn to appreciate and love it. What are we, uh, who are we really, though? <laughs> this is Cutscenes. Welcome to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast where we talk about video games and then rate them in baked goods, usually. Are we going to rate it in baked goods today, Lindsay? Um, I think yeah. we should have it in that warm peach copper we had last night. Yeah, made, made by, by our very yours own truly. You <laughs> birthday cobbler. Birthday Who are cobbler. You? I'm Marley. I'm Steph, the I'm funny Lindsay. one, <laughs> the not funny as funny as Steph one. Um, eh, that's what I call Marley and Steph, the not as funny as me friends of mine. That's what you call Marley and Steph? Yeah, so I'm the funny one. <laughs> Fuck off. I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, no. Critical error. <laughs> You're the mistake See? one. <laughs> you are. Too <laughs> soon. Too Look, soon. Steph, you are the funny one. You made us I, laugh. I <laughs> Doing my job. Doing the Lord's work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, yes, we actually really talk about video games in this podcast, not Smithsonian spinsters who smithy. And we're not ever awkward in our intros, ever. If you'd like to hear more about that, send us an email at cutscenesandcupcakes at gmail.com. Send us a direct message on Instagram or find us on TikTok. Send us messages on TikTok. Um, Or you could even tweet us, which is probably the least last place we'll look. But it is an option for you. Do we have any other social medias? Facebook. Facebook. Usually we uh, list these off at the end of the episode, but I thought I'd stay on top of the game. Get the job, Steph. Fast and, fast and easy. Just like yes. your mom. Well, and if we're going to do... Okay, wow. If yeah. we're going to do um, plugs for social media, then we're also going to plug our Twitch, where we live stream twice a week. Usually it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. We post our schedule on our Instagram. So you guys should come check us out there. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. It's at Cutscenes Pod on Twitch. So today we're going to talk about a game called Deathloop. And I'm going to give you guys the little Wikipedia version real quick. And then Lindsay is going to... What's the right word? I'm, what's the what's the word I'm thinking of? She's going to book report. Book enlighten report. us with more information. I don't know. That but makes yes. me sound like a cult leader. <laughs> we'll just say I will ascend maybe, you. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Maybe Deathloop is a cult that we don't know about. You're going to educate us, and we'll find out. But yes, and, we'll and then we'll all drink the Kool Aid. No. <laughs> no. I don't like Kool Aid. Okay, Deathloop is a 2021 first-person shooter video game developed by Arcane Lion and published by Bethesda Softworks. The game was released on September 14th for Microsoft Windows as a time and as a time timed 
gosh, console exclusive for the PlayStation 5. And it actually received generally favorable reviews from critics. Um, a lot of people praised the art design and gameplay. They even won Best Game Direction and Best Art Direction at the Game Awards in 2021. Nice! Yeah! So, um, I don't even know where to start with this game. I'm just diving in, by the way. Um, Let's dive in. So, I, I have been looking forward to this game since it was announced at E3 a couple years ago. And I finally got um, a PlayStation upgrade situation and bought it um, at the Days of Play sale. And it was kind of like cheap. Like it was like half price, I think. So that made me worried because I'm like, usually if it's, you know, a top selling game, they don't put it on sale for more than like 10 bucks off. You know, I mean, so I was like, well, it's cheap and we love it. What? What? Well, that's true. But you know what I'm talking about? Like, that's, that's not true, though. Have you have you been to Taco Bell recently? Their I prices mean, have gone up. It's, it's a little it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Taco Bell is gourmet. But <laughs> so is this game. Surprisingly, yeah. like I thought, um I was just worried, like, it hadn't done well because I hadn't really heard anything about it. And I started playing it, and I'm like, this is pretty freaking solid. Um, I can see why, like, people have some reservations about it because the plot is very, like, mind-bendy. It reminded me of Bioshock Infinite, you know, the loop, loop, loop part. Um, Is that why it's called Death Loop? Well, yeah, they're, uh, the basic premise of the game is that you are a character who is stuck on an island that has experimented and created, like, faux immortality by repeating the same day over and over and over again with, a, like, with a machine, essentially. And you, for some reason... I'm not going to give spoilers in this either, by the way, because I think you both should play it. Um, you are a character named Colt who you wake up on this beach and you immediately see messages you've written to yourself and on your jacket and around your like compound home area that you want to break the loop. And um, you kind of come to find out like, you know, there's this woman hunting you and you don't know why. And it's, um, it gets interesting because powers get involved. So there's parts where you can, like, you inherit the, like, if you kill certain people, you get certain powers. And, um, like, I don't I it's so mind bendy. I don't even have the words for it, which is not good for a podcast. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. So because and again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers for this one. So I mean, I don't mind if you give a few spoilers. OK, well, I am going to give some. The powers are one of them, for example, like it, similar to Bioshock um, and Dishonored, you get abilities additional to gunslinging where you can jump through time. 
or like jump four or like do this giant skip and stuff like that. And so, um, and it has a very similar feel to Bioshock, I would say as well. I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the inspirations for it, though it wasn't listed. It was more Dishonored and Prey, P-R-E-Y, the game, um, than much else. But uh, it still was very, to me, very Bioshocky, which is, you know, what a best game can aspire to be. So uh, there's three modes of play. You can play single player offline, which is just you play the campaign, you play the story, and AI plays the other player, Juliana, and hunts you, Colt, and you kill her, you get her power, you continue the loops, and you retain your memory through the loops, and you finish the story. You can play as Juliana in somebody else's game and try and, yeah, it's so cool. And it fits so well with the narrative that you can play as Juliana and hunt somebody else in their game, like at random times, and they have to kill you or you kill them to to start them over in the loop, or they kill you to get your power. And then I assume oh. you go to a different game. I never played that one because I, like, wasn't great at it. <laughs> so um, I didn't give that one much time. But then, And then in addition to that, the third mode of play is that you play as cult online against online Julianas. So it was pretty cool in that um, regard. I mostly preferred playing offline just because I didn't want, like, toxicity to leak into my first gameplay. Uh, but that's I don't understandable. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes you just want to like, I just want to like first experience the game before I introduce these other elements. Yeah. And I want to get used to like the aiming and the gravity and the physics of the game and kind of know like some good hiding spots and, you know, things like that. Um, the cool thing about being Juliana though, is you can change your, um, not your identity. You can change your like, visage you can change your shape into other characters including cult so you can just see another cult walk by and you're like oh wait a minute and then you're like you know but you get the notification that she's there hunting you and certain things will like alert you to her presence but it's really cool and so it's kind of like where are you coming you know like are you going to be sneaky and I really liked that I thought it was just a genius like a not unfamiliar gameplay system, but it fit with the narrative so freaking well because you're just two assassin type people caught in the same loop of trying to kill each other and you don't really know why and and it can happen at any time but for either of them. You know, it's just really interesting. So are um, so is is Colt our Colt and Juliana is uh-huh. Colt and Juliana? I don't know if the is or are, which one's right, but uh-huh. basically what I'm trying to ask is, like, are they enem- are they only enemies in this game, or is there ever, like, a, I don't oh. know, like, a enemies to lovers trope? Well, <laughs> You've been reading too many ro- romance books. <laughs> yeah, really, though. But I, I, could, I could understand, because I kind of wondered that, like, very initially. But it becomes clear that she's a little, like not your age range and you meet you don't meet but you find pictures of your former lover um scattered around your apartment and you're like who is she who is this woman 
I, yeah, I clearly was in love with her, you know, but I don't remember her kind of thing. But the plot, you know, there's a big plot twist as to like your relationship with Juliana and your relationship with who you actually are and, you know, um, stuff like that. So I'm not going to tell you. Well, I, right off the bat, I just, I ship them. Okay. (laughs) I do. do You like these relationships where like, you know, the sexy femme fatale and the. Well, yeah. Like it's just. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of. Yeah. It just like kind of fits. Like, so before we started recording, um, so I did, I did kind of briefly read through the Wikipedia page just because I wanted to kind of better understand the setting of this game. And so, yeah, I, I did already know about like, you know, the role of Juliana and how she can um, interfere with you and everything in your game. Um, and so that's why I was just like, there's gotta be something more there. Like, yeah, I can see that. And I actually would really like it if that's the direction the game went or if it is the direction the game went, but you'll have to play and find out. Hmm. Um, <laughs> is there going to be a sequel to this game? Not that I know of. Um, there is a Dishonored 2, but I don't think they didn't really set it up for one. I mean, I guess they could. There's three different endings. Um, whether you break the loop, whether you continue the loop, and whether you continue the loop with a different relationship with Juliana than you had prior. Like, oh. basically, whether you continue to choose killing her or not. Um, but it's, I, I don't know, like, it, it could be set up for a sequel, but it didn't have that feeling of, like, oh, it's going to be more, you know. So it was kind of interesting um, in that so regard. So. I, was, uh, I was watching a video on YouTube um, before as well, and I was just kind of curious about the style and everything, and I just picked this random one. It was actually just like a nine essential starting tips for your game. Like, so it wasn't anything like too crazy. Um, but I, I was, you know, just kind of watching, kind of soaking it in. And I saw like there was one scene where there was just like a very particular art style. And I was like, wait a second. I've seen this before. This looks so familiar. It looks to me like Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm-hmm. And which we which we've done a previous episode on, so you guys should go back and listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> I That's I laugh because harsh, one of our harshest criticisms. It was yeah we uh, games we all had a hard time with that game, so it's uh we did not have a lot of praise <laughs> for it. But at the same time, like I mean, we played it enough to to know like the art you know, the style and everything. So that's why I was like, this looks like Wolfenstein. And sure enough, I looked it up and I'm like, okay, yes, they are made by the same people. I just, I had no idea. And I, I think it's always fun to, um, to go back and, and see what other games, um, are made by these studios. Cause like, yeah, we all know like the big ones, like, like Ubisoft and Bethesda, like we know like those and Naughty Dog, like we know all of those like big ones, but some of these like smaller ones or just ones that have different names and things like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't keep track of it all. Well, this <laughs> I one just is don't. named by Bethesda. Well, yeah, but this one is, but it's also by Arcane, Arcane yeah. Lion. And that was the name that I was like, I'm not super familiar with that. So I'm curious what else they've done. 
And Lindsay's already mentioned a couple of the games. Um, Which is like, like Dishonored and Dishonored. Prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just was curious about what else there is. Because um, let's see. Because um, actually Arcane, they assisted other studios. Um, and they like, it includes like some other Bethesda games, even for like Fallout 76. And they helped with level design for Wolfenstein Youngblood and Cyber Pilot. So that's why those are kind of stuck in there with these ones. But, but then you can kind of see like, there's, there is definitely a lot of like Fallout vibes. And, um, what was the other one I was thinking of? I haven't ever played Dishonored or Prey, so I just don't know those mm-hmm. ones. But then I also like Lindsay, like, I like how you mentioned, uh, Bioshock because it's just, it's true. Like this, it, the style's a little bit different, but it's also like, even just the plot, it does seem like pretty, like similar. Some different elements uh-huh. are very similar. It had a lot of very good Bioshock vibes, like, um, not just like Bioshock Infinite with the loop thing, but, um, uh, the gameplay itself, you know, like you, the way you can melee, the way you can kind of stealth kind of with powers, you can stealth and you can do other things. It's just, it had a good feel to it is the best way I can describe it. I do have some hangups about this game. Um, Hit us with them. I had a really hard time, like, getting to where I needed to be and, like, dealing with it because when you get there's like four or five different levels and areas on the map and you go from one to the other and then the other to the other so you like do the first three in your first loop or so and you kind of realize like oh there's a million locked doors I can't get into so I just kept like I'm like well I need to go that way and I need to get into this junction or this room or this building but there's locked doors everywhere and it just was like kind of frustrating and so like then I kind of gave up and went into like the one area he said he's not supposed to go into he's like oh it would be insane to go in there because you know it's a weapons depot and I'm like okay well I'm just gonna go in the weapons depot and I worked really 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 extremely hard and killed everyone and I didn't even get a good gun for it I was like What's the deal? <laughs> like, this is the weapons depot. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I might have just been doing something wrong. Maybe someone out there is screaming and being like, well, you missed it or, you know, whatever. But it just, I, w- I kept running into these dead ends that I was frustrated about. And, um. You can't go out of order, Lindsay. I'm sorry. I had to, though, because I couldn't get it the way that they wanted me to go. That was kind of it. Like, Otherwise, it's still, I don't know, I just have generally good memories of it. I will admit I have not finished all of the endings or done anything like crazy. I haven't gone full completionist on it. And I did get the hang of the game. And there's kind of some cool bosses that you can go up against, Bioshock-esque, you know, um, people that you have to kill to finally get out of the loop. Because the way that the, uh, just to describe narratively, the way that the loop is held is like seven people have to be like one of seven people have to be alive at the end of the loop to for the loop to restart. And so um, it's and you are one of them. 
and Juliana is one of them. And then there's like a few others that you have to go and kill. So, but you have to do it all in one day is the big like challenge. Do they talk about why you agreed to do this experiment of immortality? Yes. Okay. And why others did too. Um, so you're kind of an anomaly, but other people are like fanatics and they're like, we want to live forever. And it was like kind of the sixties. So it was a really good time to be part of a, um, experiment. And, you know, it was, I don't know. It was just part of the vibe, I guess. Also reliving one day over and over again, doesn't sound pleasant. Well, you don't remember it. That's the thing. All you remember is that, well, for the common man, all you remember is that you are on this island where you can eternally party and have fun and do things and breathe in the ethers. Like there's this like room where they breathe in gas and you're like, what were they doing in here? But they basically were just doing drugs and like That's partying. Baby. Yeah, I guess. An so, oxygen bar maybe. It, yeah, it was, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, but it seemed more like drugs. And then they're like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, because we're going to die tomorrow kind of thing. And then we'll wake up and we can do it again. Um, You know, and then there's like one character who just has like an eternal party going on. He sends fireworks every night. And Jay Gatsby style. Yeah, yeah. Actually, very much um, not Steinman, but Cohen style. Because, Cohen. because he was like Cohen. had masks. Oh, okay. That's so I was cool. like, I dig, I dig. It's you know. really the more you talk about Deathloop, the more I'm like, they totally drew some inspiration from the Bioshock games. Yeah, I that's how I felt anyway. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it written on paper that they did, but it definitely has the feel. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. I also really enjoyed that it had minority characters for once, like. That is something that we don't see too much of, and it never bothers me when it happens. So, you know, I was glad that that was a thing. And um, I think the voice actors did a really, really good job. I think they did a really good job. Um, yeah, Cole has a personality that I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, shut up. Because he's very, like, abrasive and like his like whole vibe is just like WTF and I'm like that's fine but like get some confidence man you know like I don't know or like don't have so much confidence and just kind of be like a little more apologetic and more like and less abrasive and just don't instead of being like yeah motherfucker I'm gonna take you down you should just be like I'm sorry why did I hurt you but that's me the tender heart (laughs) speaking so yeah. i feel like this game reminds me a lot of like severance severance oh i could see oh that. i haven't seen that yet you should watch it especially like i don't know i, ha- I feel like it has the same energy as severance so if you like this game mm-hmm. i think you'd like severance and also adam scott is just like a little marshmallow man that needs to be protected i do like adam scott <laughs> I do like little marshmallow men that need to be protected. <laughs> well, then you'll like, you'll like Severance. Yeah, it's real. That one's a really good one, but it's very like trippy and there's like a whole thing where they're like, you know, 
memories are being wiped or I don't even know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm explaining it terribly mostly just because I don't want to give any spoilers away. That's how I feel with this game. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, what uh, is there anything else that you have to, to tell us about Deathloop? Honestly, not really. I think I'm ready to move on to some not a sponsors. Well, what about a rating? Um, I do have that. I would rate this in like four out of five scoops of Stephanie's peach copper. Like, very good, very delicious, bready, um, crispy, sweet, syrupy, gooey, goodness. Um, I like all those words. But there was just, like, something missing. Not in your cobbler stuff, but in the game. <laughs> How dare was, you? Was, it was the ice cream. You forgot the ice cream. That's yeah, what was missing. Yeah, there was an ice cream. And I was just like, this cobbler's really good. Where's the ice cream at? And I can't really there put my go. finger on what. But also just some of the issues with, like, getting used to the game. But the stealth was fun. I don't know. Yeah, four out of five. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> we won't ask you to justify, even though you just kind of spent the last 25 minutes justifying it. Well, I, you know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> What's your not a sponsor? <laughs> my not a sponsor today is going to be the Super Pets movie that I just went and saw with my fam fam. Oh, it's really, really cute. They have like, I obviously have two kids and it kept them mostly entertained. Um, my one-year-old was obsessed with the popcorn, so that kept him entertained. That is so cute. Yeah, he was pretty cute. Um, the voice acting was so good. Like, this cast is stellar. Uh, and there's two characters in them in there that are played by Middleditch and Schwartz, who are two no of my favorite comedians of all times. I, like, yes. saw that. I didn't know that, but I saw it in the credits at the end, and I'm like, Blake! What happened? Nothing. <laughs> um, Blake Bada <laughs> I was just, I just had to tell him. I said it quite loudly. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, it wasn't too long. They had a lot of, like, grown-up jokes in there, which were fun. A lot of, like, throwbacks or, like, um, call to, like, like there was one point where Superman like iron outs his shirt with his laser eye vision. And he's like, they should call me iron man. <laughs> oh, like, one of the characters like, damn, I, or, they don't say damn. Cause it's a children's movie. <laughs> oh, just, shit, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- I wish I just would have gotten a magic hammer. Like just like silly things like that. Um, Oh my goodness. So yeah, I had a lot of fun watching super pets this week. Or today. I'm excited to. I saw it today, I'm, about five hours ago. I'm excited to go see him. I'm going to see it in a couple of days um, on my birthday, actually. I have the okay. day off, so I thought it'd be fun to go see a matinee. Yes, I think you'll enjoy it mightily. Yay. Um, I'll go next. Yeah. So, my not a sponsor, I'm going to. Um, I'm. I just finished this fourth book in a series, but I'm just going to like do the whole series as my not a sponsor. And that is the um, Crave series. It's uh, it's by Tracy Wolf. Uh, the first one is Crave. Second one's Crush. Third is Covet. And the fourth is Court. 
with the fifth book coming out this fall called Charm. And whew, I'm excited. Wow. Um, <laughs> so like these books, I mean, it's, it's, it's YA fantasy. It's vampires. Um, yeah, like, it is. At, first, at first glance, you like look at these books, especially the first one, and you're like, Twilight? Am I reading Twilight? Because it even starts out, like the cover looks like it, and and then it starts out by like this girl. She is moving to a new town and has to go to a new school. She meets a boy, a a vampire boy, and it's kind of like, is he a vampire? We don't know yet, but we're very suspicious of it. (laughs) And like the thing is, though, about the first book, especially like the first half is that it doesn't take itself seriously like it knows that it's very similar to twilight like it knows but then i'm not going to give any spoilers away because all of a sudden like everything changes in the book and it becomes awesome like i know that sounds like silly but like it really like it actually is really really good and the second third book's great just finished the fourth one that was that was quite a whirlwind and i'm very excited for the next next one but they're just they're not what you expect does the main character's werewolf best friend fall in love with the main character's daughter no okay thank goodness the only thing the only thing that's at all similar to twilight is seriously like the first like 10 minutes of the book or whatever like it's really, really short, and you're just, like I said, you're kind of sitting there thinking, like, am I reading Twilight? And then everything changes, and you're like, nope, not Twilight at all, and it just gets it just gets better and better, and it's just not what you expect at all. How um, spicy is it? Rated in chili peppers. <laughs> Red hot chili um, peppers. I'd say, like, two. Okay. It's Out not. It's not. Yeah, it's not very spicy. Like, No. It's really not, especially compared to some other fantasy books I've read lately. Um, yeah, no, it's like maybe even one or two, so it's not not a lot at all. Okay. Um, some of these books, I'm like, they're supposed to be YA, and I'm like, not YA. I would not give this to my teenager. Yeah, no, and these ones, I think these ones are pretty. They're not too bad. Um, I mean, I definitely, like, if you were a parent and you were concerned about that, maybe read them first and then decide if you want to. But I I definitely say the Crave series, to me, is is a little more, it's a little more on the action-adventure side of, like, YA fantasy. Okay. So, I I mean, and there are, like, relationships and stuff. Like, there is, like, a lot of that going on, too. But it's, it's just not what you expect. It's just really not. But I I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy those books. So yeah, The Crave Series by Tracy Wolf. Yay. Lindsay, hit us with your NOS. My NOS. (laughs) NOS, your little NOS X. Yeah. My my little NOS X of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, a Netflix series called Catching Killers. Oh, um, I've been yeah. yapping all about it to you two, so I'm sure you're familiar, but I'll just blob anyway because, you know, we've got listeners, probably. And um, <laughs> so I'll tell you guys about it. 
So there's this Netflix series called Catching Killers, and it's kind of like a docu-series-ish where it goes into interviews with the lead investigators and detectives on various murder cases, serial killer cases usually. And um, you kind of get a sense as to who these people are and, like, Sometimes we're like, oh, he is a softy and, like, would let anyone get away with murder. And his partner is overlogical, so they combine together to be, like, this perfect crime-fighting duo. <laughs> and then the other, you know, other investigators, like, I'm just like, man, he's just like my dad. Like, the dude loves Diet Mountain Dew and, you know, justice. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, I don't know, it was just kind of cool to get to know him, because that's part of the um, thing that you don't you don't really get to know in true crime, is, like, who these people are that are actually catching the killers. You just know about, like, you know, the messed up, creepy the killer. stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah. and what they did. And so this, you get a little bit of both of that, and you get kind of their takedown story, and how good it felt when they catch them, and how relieved they are that they, you know, were able to save someone. There's one and it was a killer I didn't know about. And they, they like saved him. They like saved a guy while he was like moments away from being murdered. Like it was insane. And I was just like, I can't imagine having that be your job. But um, a lot of them sound like they have no work to life balance because they're like up all night, like, trying to, you know, catch BTK or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, but it was really interesting. I finished the last episode today, which was actually BTK. Um, I had skipped it because I didn't want to be too freaked out and I wanted to watch it in the daytime. And um, that's fair. BTK, according to Lindsay's text earlier, is, um, (laughs) yes, (laughs) to quote Lindsay, sorry. (laughs) Man, BTK was a real fucko. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he really was. And sometimes you see these people and you're like, they all look the same to me. Like, I know that's not good is to, like, create a stereotype, but, like, I'm developing a deep distrust for, like, squishy, old, creepy, high-voiced white men. <laughs> like, Ew. That's what they all look like. Like, they're just all these, like, hi, you know, I'm a... I'm so gentle. I would never hurt anyone. And then, like, in his trailer, he's got, like, you know, a kill kit. Anyway. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, goodness. It, I need to watch this. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely watch. how, like, um, who's the one that Paul holds? The. Oh, um, the. Um, yeah, I was Golden trying to... State Killer. Yeah. Golden State Killer. He totally wanted to come off that way. Like, oh, I'm just an old man. Yeah. I want to hurt people. Yeah, where, like, when he was in his 20s, he was this predator, like, this creepo, horrible, terrible person. And he still is. You can't outrun your past. But anyway, (laughs) it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it's been a nice, it's like a good step into true crime, I think, if you aren't wanting anything too hardcore like they show a few pictures and maybe like an interview or something like the initial interview footage but they don't do anything too crazy so it's like not too scary but it's still like gives you that intensity of like 
an interest of what is going on in the darker regions of humanity. So, yeah. I'll have to check it out. I haven't done true crime in a hot minute, but I could I could get back into it. Yeah. It's fun. Same here. It, you definitely have to be, like, in the right headspace for it. it. Yeah, that's true. That's super true. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, we already hit up our social media, so we don't gotta gotta remind you that we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Gmail, and uh, twi- uh, and Twitter. And Facebook and, and TikTok. And Facebook and TikTok. I won't remind you that we're on TikTok, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Gmail, and Twitch. Uh, we're on all TikTok. of those. <laughs> but I will remind you to Good drop job, a friend. Eat some cupcakes. And play some video games. Yay! Thanks, so Thanks for, for hanging out, guys. guys. Have a good Bye. night. Good day. Bye. Bye. Should you be doing something else? <laughs> no.